Welcome to the Top Business Leaders Show, powered by Rise 25 Media. We feature top founders, executives, and business leaders from all over the world. Chad Franzen here, co-host for the show, where we feature top restaurateurs, investors, and business leaders. This is part of our Spot On series. Spot On has the best-in-class payment platform for retail, and they have a flagship solution called Spot On Restaurant, where they combine marketing, software, and payments all in one. They've served everyone from larger chains like Dairy Queen and Subway to small mom and pop restaurants. To learn more, go to spoton.com. This episode is brought to you by Rise25. We help B2B businesses to get ROI, clients, referrals, and strategic partnerships through Done For You podcasts. If you have a B2B business and want to build great relationships with clients, referral partners, and thought leaders in your space, there's no better way to do it than through podcasts and content marketing. To learn more, go to rise25media.com or email us at support at rise25.com. Sean Walcheff is owner of the award-winning Cali Comfort Barbecue in the San Diego area. He's the founder of Cali Barbecue Media and host of Digital Hospitality, a podcast and video series that explores the ways that successful businesses and entrepreneurs have merged traditional business methods with innovative digital strategies that harness the power of the internet. Sean is also a marketing coach and a new dad. Sean, thanks so much for joining me. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, Chad. Yeah, great. Great to have you. Hey, uh, Congrats on being a new dad. How's that going? Uh, I'm learning every single day. And then once I figure it out, I learn again. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> Absolutely. What's your, uh, what's your child's name? Uh, my son's name is Colleen. He's five. And my daughter's name is Mila. And she's three. Okay. What's the best thing about being a dad? Best thing about being a dad is... Uh, <laughs> it's a great question. Best, it's the greatest job in the world. Everything that anyone tells you about having children... Um, it exceeds that beyond any expectation. Um, seeing your your son's eyes, I just got to spend a month in Bulgaria with my wife, my son, my daughter. My wife is Bulgarian, so we spent a month over there in her village in Bulgaria, and you know, just going to do the the things that they do in the village, pick a tomato or pick a cucumber, and to to watch the son, my son, you know, his joy of of actually enjoying this tomato that came right off of the vine or, you know, to watch him watch fireworks. These are all just the simple pleasures in life of being a dad. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that sounds great. Hey, uh, before we get into your, your Cali barbecue media, I like your hat. Um, tell me a little bit about your restaurant, Cali barbecue and what a customer might expect from Cali barbecue. So we are a barbecue media company, and I know that doesn't make sense. Um, it never makes sense when I share it on stage or share it on a podcast, but I always explain it because we've been in business for 15 years. We have a single unit barbecue brand that is now three barbecue restaurants, soon to be five barbecue restaurants in the San Diego area. We have two ghost kitchens. We're going to open up two stadium locations. And essentially what we've learned doing bar barbecue in San Diego was to rely on the internet. We opened in a very difficult location in San Diego in 2008. The first iPhone came out in 2007. And really, we've leveraged everything we've learned from Google to Yelp to Facebook to Instagram to now TikTok to LinkedIn to YouTube to now we're podcasting. But we teach business owners how to do what we did, which is to tell your own story. We waited so long to build a great business where people would come in, eat our barbecue, and then all of a sudden we'd have legacy media come in and tell our story, whether it was the news, whether it was a newspaper, whether it was the radio, and nobody came. So we ended up just learning how to tell our own story and use that smartphone in our pocket to publish content online. And now we teach other business owners how to do it. But yeah, we're uh, calibarbecue.media in San Diego. 
So how did you? Uh, so you opened you opened the restaurant in two thousand eight. Were you a media company right when you started, or were you just a restaurant? No. No, no, we were just a re- we were a breakfast restaurant. Actually, we weren't even a barbecue restaurant. So we were a breakfast restaurant. We added a sports bar. We added a dinner service, and um, really, we've transformed our business over the last fifteen years to um, what we are building now, which is uh, the Amazon of barbecue. We we can no longer discriminate as restaurant owners how to get people food. You know, I spent fifteen years building a brand, building a marketing company, a media company to get people to know what we were doing and are part of San Diego and there's 3.3 million people in San Diego. You know, we were fortunate that people would drive 45 minutes and wait in line on an hour on an NFL Sunday to get a brisket Benedict. But now we can't think like that. We have to use technology, leverage delivery, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub to get people barbecue on their terms. So that's why we're opening up more distribution locations. That's why we're removing seating from our restaurant so that we can actually put more meat on the smokers and serve more people, more barbecue. Was there kind of like an aha moment that made you discover that uh, technology and the internet was so important? Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was out of pure necessity. We were failing, you know, failing as a business to to pay our bills and figure out how to get people to come in and and uh, support us. And once we realized that Facebook was a thing back in two thousand and eight and two thousand and nine, set up a Facebook page, started responding to Yelp reviews, um, started caring about Google, caring about our website. Um, all of those things led to where we are now, which is we have full belief that every single business, you know, our thesis with our digital hospitality business is every business needs to be digital first. You know, the problem with brick and mortar businesses is that we think of our website as secondary. Our website needs to be the most important thing we have. Not only our website, but the content that we put on the online every single day on TikTok, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, all of those things matter because that's your brand story. That's your heartbeat. That's your digital heartbeat. When when somebody comes to find out, well, who's Bar- Cali Barbecue or who's Sean Walchef, and they go to the internet, the internet's going to tell them. They're going to tell them exactly what you need to know. So you 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 know you were struggling and you you introduced technology. What was kind of life like at that time for you? And then what uh, what were some of some of the first steps that you guys did to turn things around? I mean, to be honest, so I so I tell the story about um, the host stand. So every restaurant owner knows what the there's a sign that you can buy at Restaurant Depot or online that says, uh, "Please wait to be seated," or "Please seat yourself." Do you do you know why we have that sign in restaurants? Uh, no, I don't actually. So the, that's a hospitality hack. We use that sign so that we don't have to pay labor to have a hostess on duty in between lunch service and, bre- and dinner service or breakfast and lunch. Essentially, the slow times, it says, please seat yourself. So when you put this sign, please seat yourself, then you're not paying for the labor to be there. Well, we were struggling and me and uh, my business partner, Eric, at the time, we said, why don't we invest in hospitality and always pay to have a hostess at the front of the restaurant? Always have someone to pay, someone there to welcome people when they came in. Always have someone there to answer the phone. Always have someone there to say thank you when people left. And it transformed our business um, so much in a way that we took those same principles in real life and we applied them online. What if every time somebody interacts with us on Facebook that we respond to them? What if every time somebody writes a Yelp review, we respond to them? Not in two days, not in one day, but within an hour. What if we treated that person like a human? That same way that we treat humans that come into our four walls in real life, what if we treated that user the same way online? Those are the principles that we call digital hospitality, and that's the competitive advantage that any restaurant owner has um, in this new world that we live in, is that if you care for people, 
like we do, it's in our DNA to care for people, care for people online. And that will set you apart from every everyone else in your village, everyone else in your community, every other business in your cities. You will you will stand out. What are some aspects that go into caring for people online? Listening, responding. I mean, the most important thing about hospitality is is, is making a memorable moment. That's the beauty of the internet. Is so many people are ignoring people. Most people think of it as a vacuum. They post and ghost. They post a review and they don't expect anyone to answer. 90% of restaurant owners, 90% of business owners don't respond to reviews, basic reviews. I mean, as business owners, we used to beg people to write a comment, leave a comment card, tell us, give us feedback so we can improve. Yet now, every single day on TripAdvisor, on Google, on Facebook, on Yelp, on all of these different platforms, people are leaving feedback and that's just going to avoid. You can completely differentiate yourself if you actually take the time to turn notifications on, prioritize it within your organization, and respond to these things. So your restaurant uh, serves serves people completely kind of online. Uh, how did that transition happen from kind of a brick and mortar to um, you know virtual kitchens and online? Well, I mean, you, you have to have technology partners. So you have to have the best of the best in order to, to succeed. And I, I mean, I was fortunate to go and speak at the National Restaurant Association uh, trade show in Chicago and talk about our tech stack and really go through the things that we've added in the last 15 years to allow us to be an e-commerce company. Um, you know, we're not at the point where we're shipping nationally yet, but we will. We will partner with Gold Belly. We will partner with Uber Eats, and we'll figure out a way to get bar- more barbecue to more people. Um, but when you get down to the basics of it, you know, one of those aha moments was our website. You know, having a website where I had my one of my best men, his my my best friend, his father did our website when we first started. Um, he set up our website, and when I needed a change, I would email him. And it would take a couple of days for him to make a change. And then if something was wrong, I needed to email him again. And when I was trying to promote a boxing match, uh, you know, Flo- Floyd Mayweather fight- fighting Manny Pacquiao in the restaurant, we need to be at the top of search results in San Diego. When someone says, where can I watch the Mayweather fight in San Diego? We need to show up. If that's information's not on our website, we're not going to be optimized in order to get people there. So that was kind of the first aha moment that I needed to control my own website. I needed to be able to be on a platform like WordPress that I could actually learn how to do myself and make the updates that I needed to make in real time. So your website is calibbq.media. Uh, yep. Explain the, the media aspect a little, a little more if you could. Sure. Uh, every business needs to be their own media business. I mean, we are in the storytelling business more than we're in the barbecue business. It's so important in this day and age to learn how to use short form video because that's what the internet wants. That's why TikTok is so popular. That's why Instagram is no longer a photo sharing app. It's a video app called Instagram Reels. Um, That's why YouTube Shorts has changed their entire platform to make it the way that it is. You have to be where people are. If you go to the most downloaded apps in the app store, whether you have an Android phone or an iPhone, take a look and see. That's where people's attentions are. If If your restaurant isn't on those platforms, there's a problem. And some people will say, oh, well, my clientele, they don't care. They're not on TikTok. Well, their kids are on TikTok. And the kids are going to say, I don't want to go to that restaurant because that restaurant's not cool. But it doesn't matter what kind of cuisine you have. If you have the ability to do something amazing in real life, 
All you have to do is take that phone. You don't need a media team to come and film it. The internet doesn't want a commercial. Be the show, not a commercial. Document what you do in real life and show that to the internet. The problem is business owners, we want the sexy commercial. We want the person, the highly produced, the best photo of our food, the best photo of the interior, the exterior. That's just not what the internet wants. We're in a, we're, this is about speed and quantity. The answer to the internet is quantity plus speed plus consistency equals quality. The problem with every business owner and restaurant owners in particular is that we want quality first. Quality doesn't happen right away. You can't have quality guidelines on creative, not on the internet. You've got to share the story of the things that are happening within your restaurant every single day. And the more that you do it, the more business you'll have. So give me an example of like a short term, I'm sorry, like a short video that you're particularly proud of, or is it a good example of what you're talking about? I'll give you a perfect example. On on Father's Day, my family, my my kids, my wife, they they went to Bulgaria two weeks early. So dad was by himself um, at the restaurant on Father's Day. And I got in at 4 a.m. I met with our pit master, Bernice, and Stephen, our catering manager, and I went live on TikTok. I said, I'm going to go live on TikTok and I'm going to show off how Bernice cooks 175 racks of St. Louis pork ribs on our four smokers, how she puts 200 chickens, half chickens onto the smoker, how she reverse sears, tri-tip, how she brings the pork butts that have been cooking overnight, the briskets that have been cooking overnight. And I'm just going to interact with people on TikTok live. On TikTok live, I I made a point that I'm going to go until my phone dies or until my arm falls off. So I did it for four hours before my phone died. And then I went to our ghost kitchen, charged my phone, went for another half hour, came back. So in, in total, I did about five hours, um, five and a half hours on TikTok live. Do you know how many people tuned into that? I have, I have about 9,000 followers on TikTok. How wow. many people do you think, how many people do you think, uh, watched that live? Um, 35,000 more. How many? One more guess again. 50. A hundred over a hundred thousand. Wow. Over a hundred thousand. I literally could not go on local television and get that many engaged viewers to watch what we were doing in our restaurant. Wow. I was interacting with people from not only all over the globe, but most of them were in the United States. Most of them were asking, how can you ship this to me? I said, we're working on Gold Belly. We're working on Uber Eats. Um, Some people are like, I'm coming to San Diego next month. I'm going to stop by and see your restaurant. Other people are like, I'm going to tell my sister to go to your restaurant. Literally from that five-hour broadcast, I had a thousand more followers on TikTok. When you first... Followers. Wow. Incredible. When you first uh, started in the restaurant, I'm sorry, when you first opened up your own restaurant, would you have imagined that, you know, years later that this would be kind of your focus? I mean, absolutely not. I, you know, the, the biggest curse became the biggest blessing because, because we struggled so much in such a difficult location, we had to do what other restaurants didn't do. They didn't care about all these different things because they tell you location, location, location. So if we had a great location, I wouldn't have spent as much time learning about our website, learning about Facebook, learning about photos, learning about video, um, learning about Yelp, figuring out all these different things that we know now and leveraging all of that with technology partners to be able to do the things that we do. I mean, we, we literally have a show with entrepreneur.com. We have our podcast called Restaurant Influencers is on restaurant.com and we're broadcasting to millions of people every month. 
millions of people are listening to our content because we're willing to do what other people aren't willing to do. What's that podcast about? Uh, it's called Restaurant Influencers. So it's literally how to turn your your restaurant into a, into a media company. But we talk to some of the greatest people that have content online. So people like Sam, the cooking guy that have 3 million YouTube subscribers. Um, I interview him. He's one of my mentors, but he has four restaurants talking about how the content that he makes for YouTube, how he leverages that to get more sales for his restaurant. And then you're also a host of a podcast called Digital Hospitality. That is our in-house podcast, the one that we've been doing for the last five years. Um, that one is broader, so it's not just restaurant content. We talk about small business. We talk about personal development. Um, we talk about technology. Uh, it's basically my, my curiosity. So everything that I wanted to learn in business school that I never got taught, I just um, find the experts and then ask them all the questions. In what ways has that podcast been valuable for you? I, I can't recommend what, what you guys do at Rise 25 is one of the coolest things. Um, the more that I found out about your company, it's something that I've been telling business owners for the last 25 years, 25 for the last five years, um, is that everyone needs to have a podcast. It's not just having a website, but having a prod podcast allows you to focus on pillar content. It truly makes you a media company. No longer is because in order, in order to be great at marketing, you have to know how to brand yourself and talk about yourself and promote yourself. Once you start podcasting, you're no longer doing it about you. You're doing it about your subject matter and your guest. You become the journalist. You become the curiosity, the person that allows them to show off who they are and what they do. And you build a community by doing that. And you're also a marketing coach? I am. How does that, what, what do you do uh, with regard to that? So I, I, I coach business owners and restaurant owners basically on all of the stuff that we just talked about now. So how to improve, how to use short form video, how to hire a social media agency, what to look for when you're hiring. Um, if you're hiring somebody in-house, the questions to ask, the things that they should be posting. I do social media audits, um, talk about technology in their restaurant, all, all, all marketing and media. Did COVID affect your uh, restaurants at all? COVID only accelerated our belief in the internet. So what, what do you say that? So everyone talks about pivoting, like, oh, are we, we pivoted. COVID only, only foundationally made us truly believe that we needed to build the Amazon barbecue, that we need to leverage, we need to re reduce 90% of our menu. We got rid of steaks. We got rid of salads. We got rid of breakfast on the weekends, and we focused on becoming the in and out of barbecue on the West Coast. So literally just focusing on the five core meats that we have, the five sides, our dessert. How do we get that into more places like stadiums? So we're about to, this Saturday, going to open up our first two uh, stands at Snapdragon Stadium, which is where the San Diego State Aztecs play, 35,000 uh, fans. And um, now we're looking at breweries. We're looking at other alternative, non-traditional locations to get more barbecue to more people every single day. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, what, what are some of your goals for the future? Do you have anything on, going on besides that? <laughs> besides that? <laughs> no, the goal is always to uh, get as, get the best guest as possible, build you know, help as many um, restaurant owners. We're so fortunate that 
Um, even with the Digital Hospitality Podcast, we have such a great community of people that support each other digitally and online. Sometimes it can be a, a lonely place when you're starting your TikTok channel or you're starting to go on Clubhouse, which is an audio app. We do rooms every Wednesday and Friday at 10 a.m., uh, meeting with business owners, sales professionals, marketing professionals, just to, to keep things top of mind. You know, So if YouTube starts focusing on shorts, you know, we'll bring on a guest, somebody that's doing really good on YouTube shorts and ask them a bunch of questions so that we can take those, take that information. And since we're already making videos for Instagram reels, how do we publish that on YouTube shorts and how do we really capitalize on, on this new, this new world that we live in? Do you think all restaurants should go in this direction? Absolutely. 1000%. Not only restaurants. So the, the beautiful thing about what's happening is the restaurants have the competitive advantage. Because we have hospitality in our DNA, everyone else doesn't understand hospitality the way that we do. Every other business, they think of customer service. And for a restaurant owner, customer service is bullshit. That's treating someone like a human, saying hello, saying like these are the lowest standards of hospitality. Hospitality is going above and beyond. And we do that so well in real life. We just need to do that online. And once we do that online, we can teach other businesses how to do what we do. Uh, I have one more question for you. But first, how can people find out more about everything that you have going on online? <laughs> you can go to at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. That's LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Um, you can go to calibbq.media. You can easily find me on there. Um, or you can just email me, Sean at CaliBBQ.media. Always happy to connect with anybody uh, that listens to this show. Well, you know, now that I've spoken to you, this question doesn't have a whole lot to do with what we talked about. But when you, when you, go, if you were to be a customer at Cali Barbecue, what would be kind of your go-to item? That's easy. We created the item to remove confusion from the menu. So when you go to most barbecue restaurants, you want to try everything. And they typically will withhold the uh, most expensive cuts of meat. So they won't put a brisket on a combo, or they won't put the ribs on a combo on their family platter. We created a tailgater, which is all of our slow smoke meats, all of our sides, jalapeno cheddar cornbread muffins. And that way, no matter, no matter what, every, everybody gets to try everything. Nice. Very good. Hey, Sean, it's been great to talk to you. I really appreciate your thoughts, your time, and your insight. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Chad. Thanks. And, so long, uh, everybody. Please, please reach out. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Top Business Leaders Show, powered by Rise25. Visit rise25.com to check out more episodes of the show and to learn more about how you can start your own podcast. podcast.